Curtain Jerks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android... Whoa! <coughs> Lightning! <coughs> Smoke! <coughs> yeah! Mm-hmm. Love to read! Yeah! Uh-huh. Macho Good man, times! Macho Man Randy Savage, what are you doing here? Yeah, love to read. Talking about reading. Yeah, got a book right here. Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. You know, with audible.com backslash audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. There's a lot of slashes in there. I don't know if any of those are accurate. Really? Let me try that again. Uh, you know, at audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network, you can read things with your ears on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. What do you mean? I don't have to pick up a book no more. Yeah, you had the most muscular pinky I'd ever seen when you that, picked up that book. That's right. The the uh, See, the problem is that I have with books is they're my enemy. Yeah, because I always get paper cuts. That's why I always got tape on my fingers. Uh-huh. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't have to cut your fingers anymore on books. You can listen to these books. No more paper cuts? No more paper cuts. The beauty of Audible is I got no more paper cuts, so I can read even more with my ears. That sounds like a hell of a slogan. The beauty of Audible is no more paper cuts. No more paper cuts for the Macho Man, uh-huh. Huh, no. So you're telling me that I gotta pay for no more paper cuts? See, that's the beauty part, Macho Man Randy Savage. With this, you get a free audiobook once you use the uh, Curtain Jerks promo code. Free audiobook? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. That's free, and then you're also gonna be free of paper cuts. Free of paper cuts, free of free downloads, free everything. Aha, uh-huh, the show is free. I like it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You're welcome. Let's go to the circus. Let's do it. everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I am Scott Narver. I am Steve Sears. We said it robotically. Yes, we did. Setting uh, a precedent. This is a comedy wrestling podcast where every week we bring you the funny that is in wrestling. And uh, because I watch it and Steve uh, watches it right before we start recording. This is true. I had a burst of energy and I watched as much wrestling as I could in 45 minutes. Yeah, uh, because you were previously to that this morning, you were where? I was at the boxing gym. The boxing gym, mm-hmm. man, here's a guy who clearly hates wrestling because he goes to a boxing gym. Not true. I'm always hoping there's going to be a wrestler at the boxing gym so I can awkwardly go up to him and ask him if he would, uh, you know, sign my boxing gloves <laughs> with his face. Would you ever body slam a guy if the if you're losing the match a la, uh, you know, WrestleMania 2 with Piper and T? Well, you know what? Uh, I I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, if, well, had you given I'm me 45 minutes, you. had you given me 45 minutes, I would have been able to try to watch it. I was, I often think about that if I'm in, if I'm sparring, if I can somehow like get a maneuver in like a DDT or, uh, the RKO seems like it'd be really appropriate also. Yeah. He could get one of those in most definitely. And also the, uh, the a stunner, Stone Cold stunner. A, a top rope, uh, DDT, one of the ones, or it never does. It How are you going to get that off? Oh, you just punch them out of the ring and then you try to help them back in the ring. And then they're like, why that's are you the, helping me? That's the middle rope outside DDT. Yeah. I want to see You're, it from the you... top rope. I want to see him do it. I want to see someone. I want to see Orton have someone's feet on the top rope. I want to see him out of the ring and I want to see him drop them on their head. So they're going from the 
in the the top rope like a superplex, but Orton's looking no, like, like he's going to take the super. Hold on, let me let me try and describe this. So Orton's going to be taking the superplex, but instead what happens is he DDTs the guy all the way to the outside of the ring. So Orton's landing on his back and the other guy's dead. Uh, that's good. No, he's going to kill the guy like this. Orton's outside of the ring. The guy is in. Oh, in this case, uh, from Raw, uh, Damian Sandow would be uh, right on the ring ropes with his ankles, like his legs hooked on the, on the top rope. And Orton is outside of the ring with his head on hooked. the apron. No. Oh, do you think he would do a drop down? I think he'd be standing on the apron and he'd sort of have the guy's head. That guy's is long enough, I think. A guy is long enough. Yeah. This is how people die. Yeah. When they is... talk back, it's like, hey, I think you're long enough to take this move, right? Uh, it's like, hey, do you mind if we measure your spinal cord to see if it'll come out of your boots? <laughs> well, um, you also had an interesting thing happen this week. Uh, it surprised me. <laughs> you saw the movie Pain and Gain starring Wrestling Zone. Uh, Kurt Angle. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I don't know what people thought about this movie, but I didn't like it. I didn't want... I wasn't interested. Why were you not interested? Mostly because... I saw ad after ad after ad live tweeting raw. So it was just a like overkill. I saw so much in the movie and I didn't care. Um, they over advertised it to me. So I didn't want to see it anymore. Well, and I wasn't that interested in the first place because it didn't look particularly interesting. Good point. Great point, Scott. Uh, here be thematic spoilers. I won't give away too much of the plot, but I'll give away sort of the theme of the movie, which is uh, I'm actually kind of offended uh, that they have the American flag on the billboard. I was thinking about this as I was driving back from the gym because I saw a billboard for Pain and Gain. And I know I say a lot of really horrific stuff on this on this podcast. Like uh-huh. we sort of go back and forth. Just no. Go, what that poster? No, you don't. You don't say terrible things. Oh yeah. Well, no. I feel like sometimes every once in a while I say a lot of stuff. Uh, I I'm sure I could be misconstrued as anti-American or anti-horse or anti-children or things like that. Anti-Asian guys in uh in prisons. Yeah, that always feels like it really toes the line of some sort of racial incident. Well, (laughs) pronouncing things. Pronounce you. (laughs) I pronounce my ability to pronounce things dead. Um, But I was sort of offended. Like, so much of the movie is, like, playing on the themes of the American dream, where it's like, if you want something, you just got to go out there and get it. But they're just stealing money from a rich guy. And so... Tony Shalhoub, right? Tony Shalhoub, yeah. Monk. So and he's a badass. He's fantastic. He's a badass. Yeah, that's the other thing about okay, this. Okay, movie. this movie's weird. If Tony Shalhoub Monk is a badass, yeah, Tony Shalhoub is a badass. Ed Harris is in it as fucking Darth Vader. I mean, he's just not super advertised. Grizzled. Yeah, he's in it for two seconds in the in the commercial, the trailer. You think he's a mob guy? He just turns out to be. Uh, spoiler: It doesn't matter. Uh, the point is this: It starts off like it's the American dream. You just got to work hard and get it, and you really sort of like, oh, these bodybuilders are kind of cool, funny guys. Halfway through the movie, you just realize they're just bodybuilder bullies. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. These guys are bodybuilders. Oh, you can't get away from that. Oh, they're bullies. They're just bullies for the rest of the movie. So they are the bad guys. They're yeah. the anti-heroes so it starts, being not heroes at all. No, sir. at the beginning, you root for them. And then suddenly in the middle of the movie, it's like there's no one to root for. Maybe that's how I felt with all the ads that at first it's like, oh, it looks like they're having fun. And then I see more and more ads. It's like, hey, you know what? I don't think I'm having fun. Yeah, I, I didn't have that much fun. I, there was a few funny moments. Uh, the Rock plays a Coke addict, which is great. The Rock is amazing. Ed Harris is amazing. Do they Tony wear Shalhoub shirts is, at all? 
I, I guess you could call them shirts. I mean, do you like are thongs underwear? <laughs> it's like wearing dental floss. That's they're okay. essentially wearing scraps of clothing most of the movie. Okay, so but, it's like watching Conan the Barbarian, but with way less violence. Yeah, and just way too much Miami. I like. I would have preferred to just watch The Rock's like subtle decay into drug addiction. I think that would have been way funnier. Yeah. And Ed Harris is just a cop who's like who's always on his tail. I think that'd be fantastic. So okay, so The Rock is in it. I heard Jeff Jarrett was in it. I didn't see Jeff Jarrett. I think I saw Beth Phoenix at in a Home Depot, which sounds like a story I would tell, but they go to Home Depot in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're not sure if Beth Phoenix is in it, but you also, as we were watching that bit of Raw... I didn't know you, who Beth Phoenix was. Yeah, because you said, oh, is that Beth Phoenix? And I said, that's Natalia. Yeah. Who's, which is fair. Which is Natalia. Who's Beth Phoenix? Wh- which is which? I, I know they both have shoulders like jawbones. Or jawbones like shoulders. You broad. So they're the new Bella twins in your mind. No, yeah, the, yeah, the Nordic Bella twin warriors. Yeah, uh, so bite you, through an iron girder. But then Kurt Angle is in the movie. Oh, faux show. How does Kurt Angle do? Uh, great. He gets in a sweet punching match in the prison with The Rock. So he has a full-on fight scene? Yes, Cause I it's saw awesome. The, I saw the thing in the trailer that you pointed out, that little blip where it looks like he gets a manhole cover thrown in his face. It's a weight. It's like a dumbbell weight. Oh, okay. And he gets takes it in the face, and then he gets it in the throat. So he lives from that. You don't see him after that, so I probably okay. not. I thought that maybe that was the first thing. They get arrested, and then they fight afterwards. Like, dude, you're throwing, throwing dumbbell weights at me. Can you imagine they made a movie about Kurt Angle trying to rape The Rock in prison, and the rest of the whole movie is The Rock trying to defend himself? Yes, I can imagine this movie. Yeah, the th- like the 30 seconds of prison flashback they showed in Pain and Gain would have been a much greater movie than uh, Pain and Gain itself. Okay, so how do, does Kurt have lines? No, I uh, maybe ugh. he doesn't speak otherwise. No, or like if you count like opening your eyes really wide and like opening your mouth, getting ready to get hit, a line. I'm trying to figure out how Kurt and Rocker in this movie together. Like, they're friends. They're friends. I'm sure they're friends. Are they friends? Maybe I'm TNA sure is courting the Rock. I'm sure they're buddies, but that's such a weird like. Hey, do you want to get one of your wrestling buddies in on this movie for something? And it's like. You don't think that The Rock and Kurt Angle have the same agent? Or you think that The Rock... Oh, no. I'm sure The Rock... No, is, I don't think yeah, they, okay. they do. I'm sure at one point they did, and there was like the sort no. of old Jewish guy with the cigar in his hand, and he had the tiny little racer's cap, and he was like, hey, Kurt Angle and The Rock, these two guys are going to be great together. <laughs> I tell you who's next, that Crash Holly. He's going to be a something. He's going to go places. He's dead. What? He's dead. Well, who's going to fill out the other side of this horse costume that I got him booked for in Pukipski? <laughs> Pukipski? Yeah, I didn't. He has a pronunciation problem. Also. Well, that's why he's so out of date. Speaking of which, there's a William Friedkin uh, film festival going on here in Los Angeles. That giant guy we know who's an improviser? William Friedkin? Oh, Wait, that's who? William Freak Kid. No, who am I thinking of? <laughs> who's that? Who's, who's that lurch looking guy? That's you, Scott. No, 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 no. The other one. He's heavier. Oh. Andrew. Friedberg? That's it. <laughs> I, the I'm day- like, he's making... I know you made shorts, but it's like, whoa, he's got a festival? No, William Friedkin, the guy who did The Exorcist. Oh, okay. Then what's he done lately? Uh, shit. I think he... Oh, The Guardian with Ashton Kutcher? Why does he get a whole No, festival? shit! He did uh, that awesome movie with Matthew McConaughey, um, Dixie Fried, I think it was called? Sahara. No, 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 no. That was a $6 million lawsuit with that, around that movie. 
<laughs> Why? Because no Kurt Angle? Well, it's Clive Cussler. He does all these adventure novels. And so, like, he's the, uh, he's the adventure fiction instead of science fiction like Michael Crichton. So everybody's like, Clive Cussler, Clive Cussler, this is going to be great. And so they made this giant. <laughs> you made motions as though someone's driving manically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're down this, uh, the excitement road. Okay. Uh, yeah, and there was a huge. Google it. Wikipedia Sahara. Uh, I can't because I see a, you have a bruise on your arm, and this makes me think of last week when you talked about how much you like bruised ladies. Yeah, I guess I'm a bruised lady. I really enjoy myself. <laughs> Wait, is it you enjoy yourself, or did you have a lady bruise you? Uh, or did someone in a boxing match punch you in the arm? It's either a boxing match punch, or it's a bite mark. A bite mark? On your bicep? Yeah. Who's biting you on the bicep? I cannot tell on the podcast. Andrew Friedberg. Andrew Friedberg. <laughs> Andrew Freak Kid. He's a great guy. Why hey. would I say that? Why would I say that about him? I don't know. I was trying to be nice about him, and you called him a you called him a jerk. Yeah, I'm sure the manufacturers of his giant electronic restraining backpack said the same thing. <laughs> no, why do I keep doing this? <laughs> okay, so he's you, a good guy. I love you, Andrew. You see, he doesn't listen. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. You've seen. Pain and gain, and I've seen Man with the Iron Fists. So we've both sat through terrible movies featuring wrestlers. At the same time, neither of those were WWE films. No. So, like, so even the things that are supposed to be departure. So what we always assumed would make a movie bad is making it a WWE film. Even the departure. That's a guarantee in my book. Yeah, the other ones are more of, like, a gamble. And this is a Michael Bay film, Pain and Gain. And he made, like, this comedy. Also a guarantee. Yeah, that it's going to suck? Yeah. Well, The Rock and Armageddon, Bad Boys 1 and 2. No, I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan of Bad Boys. I've seen the first Bad Boys, never wanted to join in on more Bad Boys-ery. Bad Boys 2 is like two hours and 45 minutes, and it ends with Why them the invading Cuba. Why the hell I want to watch that? They invade Cuba at the end. So does uh, the, the Cold War movie with uh, Costner, right? Doesn't, doesn't the uh, 13th? Uh, the six days? Yeah, days? 36 days. Sixth day? 13th day. The 13th day. Yeah. The 13th floor. Oh, right. With uh, Craig Bierko. No, that's probably <laughs> Sorry, not right. Craig, it is, it's a Craig Sheffer? I don't know. You were uh, close. You already said Craig Bierko for a fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, because he's in something. He's in a 13th ghost or a 13th floor. Yeah. Oh, he is in 13th floor. Oh, yeah, that's the... I can see the cover box now from when I worked at Yeah, the wireframe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're watching these terrible movies. We're not getting jerked any of them because we're not watching them together. We're not watching both of these movies, and I'm not going to watch Man with the Iron Fist again. There's and no I'm not going to watch Pain and Gain again. So we got to watch something. we got to sit down and do something. Oh, well, what do we... Should we put it out to the internet? Like, I'm open for it. I'll watch anything if we're... <laughs> as long as we're together, Scott. I can make it through anything as long as we're together. You need to tweet, fans. You need to tweet what we're doing next. We talked about a marinathon. There's plenty of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, that, is movies. that nine hours or twelve hours for that marinathon? Is there three or four at this point? There's three movies. That's uh, that that's is... it's probably seven hours. Can't we just get if jer- someone? Can we us... just jerk the Hobbit, which is the name of that terrible drinking game? No, I don't want to watch the Hobbit either. It's good. No, I don't want to watch it. It's fucking righteous. It's it, so cool. There's orcs. It ain't got it. There's no hornswoggle, so no. (laughs) That would be a terrible Hobbit movie. Why? He's a Hobbit. He is a little person. Yeah, a Hobbit. All right, fair enough. Okay. Um, so we need. If you send us the Marine Three, if you want to send us the Marine Three, we'll do the Marinathon because I have access to one and two. I have both of those. And a PO box. Hey, we got a PO box. That's why I said I. You know, you let us know. I'll give you the address. You send us the Marine Three. We'll we'll. Gets jerked it. We'll give you a shout out for giving us the Marine Three. 
Um, there's a Stone Cold Steve Austin movies, like one with him and Seagal. There's one with him and Lundgren. Um, uh, are you sure you don't want people to send us, like, is there some way we can get, like, my rent get jerked? Is there some way we can do something like that? Uh, that's if your parents are listening to the show. Okay. I'm All sure right. they got that covered. Okay, good. Good to know. Hollywood yeah. starlet. <laughs> Is that, that me? <laughs> yes. I'm the Hollywood starlet. Um, so yeah, let us know what you want us to get started because there's so many options and we want to hear from you what you guys, what you guys want. Um, oh, I didn't get to finish this point. I know it's oh, sort of, right. it's way back. I just wanted to point out, I, it is like the fact it's that they have. right back. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I understand that he rules. Yeah, and all those nerds drool. Uh, the American flag on the pain and gain billboard is really offensive. I think now Why? that I think about it, it's so. It's an American film. It is an American film, and it's sort of. Uh, they did it the same with killing him softly, or like earlier. Uh, I think it was last year. Was it 2013? Oh, Joseph Fiennes and um, uh, Heather Graham. No, no, no. Yeah, the, there's a lot of not shirt in that one either. I yeah, we should get that one. I'm sure gets jerked all the time. It do. Um. But they sort of this notion if you put the American flag on something, you can sort of make things symbolic right away. But it's always about the death of the American dream. So you show the American flag whenever you want to give weight to something opposed to any sort of prestige. I guess that's sort of what's weird about it. I don't know. I just got nationalistic for this morning. Jesus Christ, it's a wrestling podcast, Yeah, buddy. never mind the fucking 15 minutes where we talked about Craig Bierko. We didn't talk about Craig Bierko for 15 minutes because we've edited it down. I hope so. No. So now they're wondering why we're talking about Craig Bier- Bierko. 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 That guy's big. Um, yeah, his head. Uh, he's a large guy. I, I've noticed he's a lot He's Cinderella, of, man. He's huge. I've noticed a lot of actors have gigantic heads, just like lately. That's why Phil Ranta, our producer and three-time guest of this podcast, soon should be to the be, biggest yeah, star in Hollywood. Soon to be three-time Academy Award winner. He's got a bigger head than Conan O'Brien. I mean, like, it is, like, scary how large people's heads are on sets. Like yeah. not like Phil's head is larger than all of Mark Henry. But yeah, and Mark Henry's got a giant why doesn't Mark Henry do more movies? He's got a giant head. He's got a giant everything. He's huge. Might what have- kind of movie would you want to see Mark Henry in? What kind of movie would I want to see Mark Henry in? I'd like to see him as a bus driver. I want to see that shaft. <laughs> you mean the film? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean Mark Henry's big shaft that'll crush me. Okay. That'll shoot my spine out of my ass. Uh, that would be amazing. I was thinking about him doing the chaperone would be incredible with him just eating kids. That would be good. Yeah. But I, I picture him as the shaft never getting out of his car. <laughs> just intimidating come the fu- intimidating you the shit out of people. That'd be great. It'd be like be yourself down. He'd always be framed be by the window down. and we're just watching skinny guys beating themselves up. Mm-hmm. If, and that's if he can't get a hold of them and just pull them into the car and knock them out. Yeah. That's the final climactic uh, battle. I love when he it. finally gets out of the car. Yeah. Just, it's like a car, a sweet Cadillac with Mr. Potato arms sticking out of the sides of it. Cause he's, <laughs> you can punch people out of both windows. Well, speaking of playing both sides of it, you have an issue with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, I was watching Raw 40 minutes ago, and uh, I was really noticing that she, uh, I never, I don't know, okay, out of the Extreme Rules ladder match between Jack Swagger, mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rio, uh-huh. and Dolph Ziggler, uh-huh. uh, who am I supposed to root for besides Dolph Ziggler because he's awesome? You're supposed to root for Alberto Del Rio because he's the good born guy? Born in Mexico, American-made, American flag, nationalistic, you hate it when it gets serious. Yeah, I you you just make these points that I'm sure everybody goes like, what? 
I'd rather they go, huh? Then, oh boy. And we have a bunch of UK listeners that probably really don't give a shit about our our uh, well, American I, dream being crushed. As by, long as we're by not an immigrant, The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was born in Florida. Uh, well, yeah, but his character. Oh yeah, the, b- p- Prince King of the Isle of Samoa, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think even if we have UK listeners, you they can't can... drive to Samoa from America, man. Until we finish that free, that American freeway, that's American made. Yeah, that freeway is gonna just go right across the Pacific <laughs> and through the Atlantic. Oh, thank you, thank you. Through Where does the, the Pacific seas. become the Atlantic? Um, that's Austra- at Hawaii, Australia. Right? Really? That's that line that goes down the middle of Australia. I don't know. Okay, I was just asking. I have no idea. I'm sure our UK listeners know. If I were smarter, I would host another podcast about smarteries. (laughs) Geographies? Yeah. I don't. So, therefore, I do wrestling podcast. You're supposed to root for Alberto Del Rio, the man of the Rio Grande. Excuse me! Oh, my God. Excuse me! Uh, hey, it's Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me! May I have your attention, please? Yes. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, yeah, you're welcome. It's it's nice to have you on. This is the first time Vicky Guerrero's on our podcast. Man, she is looking good. Uh, but I mean, she's also very authoritative. I can hear exactly everything you're saying. I well, hey, I you're not my cup of tea, and plus, you're a widow of a great wrestler, Eddie Guerrero. I'm Vicky Guerrero. Right, but I wouldn't want to, you know. Hey, you, you know, you excuse might, me. You still might be. Grieving. I haven't finished talking yet. Excuse me. Well, then, OK. What do you want to say? What do you have to what do you have to address? I heard your conversation from earlier and I just wanted to point out who's going to be who and who you should be rooting for at Extreme Rules. Oh, well, this might make it easier for guys like Steve who oh. can't figure out who to root for and what who to not root for. What is happening to her voice? What? When she yells, she gets all... Excuse me! I haven't finished! All right, well, just trying to explain. People need to be rooting for Alberto Del Rio at Extreme Rules. Are you... Jack Swagger is the bad guy, as is Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Why do you... I just wanted to clear that up. Why do you get weirdly monotone when you explain things? You've never seen me on the mic? Uh, I have. This is how I talk to the audience. All right. Well, look, it's just a little weird. It's a comedy podcast. You can you can just let loose. You can just relax. You don't have to be so uptight. Are you telling me this is my one chance to do that? To finally cut loose? Uh, Yeah. If you want to cut loose, Vicky Guerrero, here's your platform. (sighs) Finally. A chance to be myself. Okay, you you sound the same, and you. Oh God, these sighs. These sighs. These sighs and these beautiful thighs. Wait, are you refer? You just sighed, and then you said, "Oh, these sighs." Like these sighs and my thighs. I'm I'm confused. It seems like you're hitting on Steve. Like you're rubbing on your thighs. She's right rubbing, in front of his face. She's rubbing on my thighs. She's you're you're thigh rubbing Steve's thighs with your thighs. I'm, look through the glass table, Scott. She's rubbing my thighs. Uh, look, I'm I'm How do you like that, big boy? How does that feel? You know what? I say good because the man, hey, Vicky. Do you have any bruises on you? Please stop. Don't, Vicky. Ask her do that. you have any Don't bruises on you? That. She's 
obviously wearing a lot of toner or bronzer or whatever that is. I think there's some bruises on her because she takes bumps every so often. I take bumps very often. So, Steve, talk about a bruised lady. She's bruised physically and bruised emotionally because her husband is dead. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, that's a big-ass bruise. I guess it is. You should jump all over that. Viva la raza! Rip Eddie Guerrero! Uh, Vicky, here is Steve's uh, cell phone number. Please don't give her my cell phone Here's number. Steve's Please cell phone number. Here's his address. Please his don't give address. her my cell phone number and my personal address without this rose, Scott. Oh, prick. That's the idea. Oh, oh gross. Get out of here. Yeah, Ew. there you go. It's making me uncomfortable. You guys you keep pinching each other in the butt. I can't help it. Ow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, here, does that clear that up for you, Steve? The Barely. Who to, who to cheer for? I guess Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. I'm more interested with... Uh, I brought. Wait, wait, wait. Vicky, before you go, uh, why is it that you sometimes help the good guys and then you also help the bad guys and you just do it willy-nilly, almost as if it only helps the story? Yeah, answer that question. Given there in a hot seat now. Well, guys, I think that you know that I'm a slave to the writing. And every once in a while, I finally get to kick back just like I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, that, uh, that really doesn't answer the question that you were brought back in for. Uh, excuse me! Excuse me! I have to go! Excuse me! Okay. Bye. Well, that was, that was the first Vicky Guerrero was on the show. I hope she's back. Or not. <laughs> Depending on what, how the listeners respond. Well, we have to see how it goes off air between you two before, you know, we start. I don't want it to get weird, you know? Well, then never call her after you guys do it. <laughs> wouldn't that make it weird? No, because then you wouldn't deal with it, so it's not weird. If an awkward tree falls in the forest, does anyone get uncomfortable? Uh, whenever I've fallen down in the forest, <laughs> the woodland creatures get very uncomfortable. Ow! <laughs> Ow, God damn it! There's a squirrel inside me! Okay, we have to bring this up. This is huge because I, I had you watch it before we started recording. The segment with Brock Lesnar tearing up Triple H's office. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> there you have it, everybody. Steve weighed in. Uh, one of my new favorite segments of all time. I love them going through. I love uh, Heyman whistling Fandango's theme in the elevator while Brock is just staring that fat guy down in the elevator. Uh, the, the, you noticed this, right? You didn't say anything when I said it because you always think it's ridiculous that I notice these super ridiculous things. That guy had a two shaved into his sideburn. It, the fact You were talking over the segment and Paul Heyman whistling. Because you noticed the guy... I thought that was the girl from Ipanema he used whistling. No. I was, I no, it was Genie? Fandango's theme. Man, that song gets around. Yeah. Uh, so you missed out on that because you noticed a sideburn that wasn't... It wasn't... It looked like the second number in our new number system. What do you want from me? It just happened to like be in the shape of a two. It like, just happened to be in the shape of a two? Scott, it was incredible. It was a two on his sideburn. No, it wasn't incredible. But it was great that Brock Lesnar was staring him down. Yes. I wish that he'd actually looked at Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar made his head explode. Like as uh, In fear. Okay. And then he goes, then they have that uh, edit where they don't break Triple H's real office, which is a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. With the bump into the camera, and then, but he just goes to town and just destroys it. Was, it I, that was very cool. Watching Brock Lesnar 
like sit in front of a computer was very funny to me because he just didn't care. He was like, a laptop, huh? People use this? Smash. Look, I made a sandwich out of it now. Yeah, a keyboard? All right. Like, he just didn't care. It was so... There's got to be something cool about being that big and strong and having a job and then not having to deal with bullshit. I know WWE always likes to have their YouTube shows where they add more and more fucking content so we never have a free moment to ourselves. But they should really make a YouTube show where Brock Lesnar shows you what's inside of things. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Like, this is a bookcase. This is what's inside it. Smash. Yeah, this is a keyboard. Here's what's inside a keyboard. Like, I didn't know there's a strip of plastic inside of the keyboard. Yeah, That's it was like a dust guard or something. Yeah, he should really just tear he it apart. He doesn't even have to talk. He could just tear no, it apart. No, Heyman could do that. Yeah, Heyman will just explain it. Heyman can fill you in on what's going on. But there should be a YouTube show, WWE, because I know you listen each and every week, that unlike Andrew Friedberg, that you just break something open and you show us what's inside. Shit, I actually think Andrew Friedberg does listen because he said, I liked your podcast. Does he? No, I might have dreamed well, that. No, well, no, now it's a, it's out there, so we'll know if he listens on a regular basis or not. Yeah, okay. So he should do that. And I'm already excited that Brock Lesnar's made a new hardcore title. Oh, that sweet busted up belt? Yeah. That's pretty, that looks painful. That you painful. can serve fruit in? You could cut your lip on that thing. Yeah, it's got the, it's got a bowl shape to it now. <laughs> when he broke the sledgehammer also... There was something about that where I was, uh, it was just cool. It's like, shit, that's not a prop. That's just a sledgehammer that he smashed. He broke a fucking hammer. Yeah, he broke a hammer on a table. I wanted Triple to... H never does that on no. a person. I wanted to see him Maybe take Maybe it's because this... he's always covering his hand over the hammer when he hits somebody with it. Yeah, he never does a swing. It's more of a lob. Yeah, it's more of a lob, and he's holding... It's an overhead lob. It's like a, it's a, you know what he does? He uses that hammer like a spear. I don't think he's using it right. He uses it like a spear, but brass knuckles that are on the inside of his palm. Oh, uh, that was, uh, you ever seen, uh, uh, gangsters used to do a roll of pennies or quarters, and they have it in their wrists, and they punch with it. I never understood why you don't just dislocate all of your knuckles and break all of your uh, the the femurs of your fingers. Because I'm sure with quarters, all the after you punch, like all the uh, quarters go through your fingers. Oh, like a like a very thrifty Wolverine. Yes, a very thrifty Wolverine. Uh, great segment, awesome segment. I loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, but that brings us to jerk tweets each week go to twitter.com slash curtain jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets questions comments uh anything about the podcast or wrestling you know we'll we'll address it we'll talk about it uh so the first you can one, have these shining examples of literacy and enunciation answer your questions on air <laughs> so the first recorded one, live the first one here comes from sam alba that says full house wants to make a comeback uh, that's the TV show Full House, of course. Not the faction of uh, Big Show, another fat guy, yeah, and Tugboat. And the oddities. Yeah. Uh, no, the Full House, the TV that's show a for great me. faction name for a bunch of fat guys. <laughs> Full House. Uh, that starred uh, Bob Saget and John Stamos and uh, Dave Coulier really and the Olsen Twins. doing a summary of Full House? Doing not a, I guess, I'm, shit. Some people don't even know what Nintendo is. I mean, yeah, the Nintendo. I'm, I'm filling people. I'm filling in our young listeners, or perhaps our UK listeners that don't know Full House at all. Maybe they never got the show. I'm sure they probably got to see it more in syndication than we did. Well, I'm letting them know Full House. So Full House wants to make a comeback, and the original people behind the show are allowing WWE to produce it. This is not real. Uh, direct it and air it on the WWE network. If you were a part of the WWE, which persons? Would you choose to play the main roles of Danny Tanner, Uncle Jesse, 
uh, Uncle Joey, DJ, Stephanie, Michelle, and Comet. And he says uh, that he would give his full Dreamcast, but he would say he'd be obsessed uh, if uh, Iron Sheik played Danny Tanner. He'd be obsessed? Uh, oh, he'd like to see the obsessive-compulsive Danny Tanner played by Iron Sheik. Because Danny Tanner was a clean freak. Oh, the Bob Saget character. Yes, the Bob Saget character. The Bob Saget who, character. Who has all these daughters and has... Um, I hope they put his friends live the with them because they call them uncles, but they're not really they're not related in any way. Does Bob did Bob Saget date anybody brothers. in that show or were they all? Yeah, he dated, but I, the wife I think the wife died. No, yeah, the wife is dead. The wife's dead. She's buried in that park in the very beginning. That's why right. they're always playing in that park. Ah. Yeah, that sound is her singing the nursery rhyme that she would always sing to the kids. But because she died in that car accident on the Golden Gate Bridge, they buried her in that park. Right. Why do you think those houses are so close together? It's so that the ghosts can't get between them. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So obsessive, compulsive, super clean freak, can't get over his dead wife, father, Danny Tanner, is played by, I think, Kane. Okay. I think Kane could really tap into this. Mask? Uh, Of course, because he has to mask his emotions. I like it. And he lost Katie Vick all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, and he's... He's responsible because he practically takes care of a daughter right now in Daniel Bryan. That's true. That's one daughter, and it's always prom night with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but Uncle Joey, I think, is the comedian. Yeah, he is the comedian. This guy's always doing those funny voices. Does funny voices to death. But at the same time, he's got a lot of charm. And uh, he was he kept the mullet longer than everybody. Yeah, so I'm going to say that's going to have to be Chris Jericho. Oh, very funny. Yes. Yeah, very funny. Yes. Always having projects on the side. He could start as a, a rock band. A rock band, which uh, Joey and Jesse did. They were both musicians. Uh, Was Joey? Yeah. Joey was either the tech guy or he played tambourine or something, or he did funny voices in the background. I think he did funny voices in the background because Jesse would occasionally play with the Beach Boys. Yeah, but Jesse also had the episode where he was playing music and Joey was helping him uh, like produce it. Oh. Uh, and they were working on this song all night, and then uh, the middle nerdy girl, what's the... Stephanie. Stephanie. Her, she was fa- playing with DJ in the recording room, and then they, like, overdubbed the song. And so they all they got was the end song, where they kept saying whatever the last line was. Those girls are stupid. Yeah. They threw it away. They threw away brilliance. And, I mean, what... What precocious ladies could play a DJ and Stephanie? Well, I feel like- let's get to a Jesse first. Let's make sure we've got all the uh, male cast set. Oh, uh, the epitome of cool, Uncle Jesse. Yeah, you got to have the coolest guy that there is. You have to have he had that Steve Perry haircut for a long time from Journey. The mullet? Yeah, like the mullet. And that got cut off by uh, uh, Stephanie as well. Really? When she was doing play haircuts. And then uh, she cut his hair off for real. Oh, man. You remember the one where he had to ride the motorcycle around the top of the building on the lip with all of his biker buddies? And he did it, like, a long time ago. But then he had a wife and a daughter, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't ride the motorcycle around the edge of the building. I don't. It was a good episode. It sounds like the match between Hulk Except- Hogan and Big Show where it was that, uh, like, the monster truck thing. What? Where uh, the giant gets thrown off the building. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope that was at a WrestleMania if they're going to kill somebody. No, no, no. This is WCW. Really? Mm-hmm. And, like, were they trying to see if Hogan could body slam Big Show again? I don't know. I, I read all about but this it was giant Ruffle, at that Wrestle point. crap years later. I wasn't watching at the time. Man. Uh, that was a sad episode, I should point out, because he did give <laughs> up. 
Oh. He gave. He was like, I got a family now. I've got too much to lose. And he lost the respect of all of his biker buddies. You know what? I, too old. Couldn't rock anymore. I think I got somebody in mind, unless yeah. you got one. Well, are we doing WWE or is it open for the whole field? This is uh, this is clearly WWE, you know, owned because if they're if they're put if they're mounting Full House, they're using in-house talent. I was about to say if they're mounting Full House, then Full House better take a bath first. Mister Ass Billy Gunn for Uncle Jesse. Yeah, for Uncle Jesse. Uh, it doesn't get any cooler than an ass man. Yeah, because he and that really makes that sodomy joke I just made that much easier to. Say, yeah. To, to justify. To justify. And he's super cool. At one point there, he wasn't so cool because he was the one Billy Gunn, and then it was Billy and Chuck, so he lost his way. But now he's super cool again because he's Mr. Ass again. With I like super was. cool Billy Gunn. I think that's a fucking killer name. That is awesome. Wow. You don't like super cool? Super cool Billy Gunn? <laughs> you said it. It works. I was super cool Mr. Ass him. Billy Gunn. I was renaming him. I like that. Okay, so now we got DJ, the oldest daughter. Forehead. What? Forehead. Forehead? Forehead. You want to explain that a little bit more? No. I've let a lot of these slide. I think if you say uh, DJ Tanner and you Google image search it, you'd also get a lot of pictures of a giant forehead. Of Candace Cameron? What? Her name was the actress who she played She had a it big forehead. Candace Cameron had a big forehead. Don't you think so? I Never to the point where I've noticed. Really? Yes. All right. Um, they drew her face on it. That's how big it was. What are you talking about? She had a big forehead. Okay. I'll I'll look it up right now, but that means you have to figure out a DJ Tanner. Okay. Uh big forehead, big forehead. Kane without a mask. So he's playing dual roles. I think that'd be a pretty great So but that's only for the first season because it's too much of a stress to have an an actor in a sitcom doing dual roles. So in the first season, Kane without a mask is playing DJ. But then it's obviously going to get picked up for another season because it's the WWE Network. I think for that second season, they're going to do that uh, replacement like on Roseanne. Was it Becky? They replaced Becky on Roseanne? Yeah. I think – see, we'll skip the forehead thing because that's just confusing people. It's Uh, confusing me. I'm looking looking at pictures of her, and uh, she has a forehead. Yeah. You're probably confused because she probably looks like Beth Phoenix or Natalia Neidhart to you. Hey, that's – why don't you just have one of them play the role? Beth Phoenix? There you go. Oh, that's the picture right there. The one that looks like she has a big tumor that she's covering with hair. What are you talking That's 80s hair. That right there? Yeah. That's 80s hair. It's just this whole bouffant. That looks like that bouffant is a radioactive growth. Uh, it is not. She's fine. She's she's good looking. I'm sorry that you have to fucking tweet her after this year. Yeah, I hope so. Um, oh, don't but don't tell her any of the stuff I said. Okay, so at Beth, least yeah, at least that wasn't recorded. All that nasty stuff I said about somebody. No, 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 never. God, uh, now I feel terrible about it. You should. Uh, Beth Phoenix is DJ. Not that much. Stephanie, middle daughter. Yeah, the, the goof, jerk. Yeah, the goof jerk. Uh, who you got for this? Uh, hmm. Something's coming to me. Okay. No, Trish Stratus is too fantastic and great. So, okay, so you got your... your I think she's. it's got to be a heel, and I think it should be a diva. Oh, a, a heel diva, okay. Not Luna, but I'm circling Luna. I want to say Luna, but not Luna. With someone that's alive. You're yeah. going to go with someone that's yeah, alive instead. Yeah. Uh, Karma. Scott, you're a genius. I Thank you. She can be. She'd be a big clumsy jerk. It'd be a new take on the character because she's so large. But she doesn't care. She just owns it. Yeah, she owns it. Then 
we of course have uh uh what's her name michelle the darling little baby played by twins yes played by twins and that says adorable catchphrases but you're supposed to only acknowledge it's one child you got it dude see that's one of the phrases is it it's one of the catchphrases yeah you got it dude. oh man it's burned into my psyche yeah all right you're uh, paying attention uh we, now we don't have to cast from twins correct because we correct don't, you don't need a unless Bella we're gonna twin. do the bashams are you gonna do the bashams that aren't twins yeah, I thought they were twins. The Basham Bros. Well, yeah, they're the Basham Brothers, but, you know, you look at them and they're not twins. The Edgeheads? Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder? <laughs> no, then maybe that's not right. Uh, you, you Do you want to stick with female on this one do you, as the youngest daughter, Michelle? Yeah, I guess that'd be the best idea. Okay. Um, I can't think of anyone more adorable than AJ. Yeah, but that's adorable in a different way. Right. And what was that countdown for a few years back when the Olsen twins got legal? Think about it. You don't have to do the t- countdown anymore. It's legal. All right. It's totally legal. You can fantasize about baby Michelle all you want because it's AJ. Wow. That's a sentence that's going to be burned onto my brain for the rest of my life. There you go. All right. I think that's wonderful casting. Uh, Comet the dog. Yeah. Who do you have as Comet the dog? Daniel Bryan. <laughs> okay. That works. He's in a dog suit. He like is. Like Wilford. Uh, Zishu says, I love the new theme, uh, but I also love the old one. Who made the old theme and what was it called? Of course, he's talking about our theme at the top and bottom of the show. Uh, the theme currently by Mike Constantini. Uh, and the old one. Constantini. What? His name is Mike Constantini. Constantini? Yeah. Well, Phil's always said Constantini. He's always corrected me. Oh, okay. Costantini. He's constantly corrected me. So there's no N at the beginning. No, I believe it's Costantini. 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 It's the second N. All right. Well, I apologize for that. Uh, Mike Costantini. Um, I, you look at me as though I still said it wrong. I'm going to have to check for that wedding invite to see if that's really his name. So uh, he's made the new one that's uh, kick-ass. I absolutely love it. The old one was made by a uh, friend of the show, Fred Brown. He and is a he's the good uh, excuse me he's the keyboard player for Bruno Mars. Yes, um, it didn't have a name. It was just it was just a theme, the curtain jerks theme. Yeah. Um, Chris Bickley five says, what effect has Vince McMahon had on wrestling, positive or negative? God, I think we're wholly qualified to discuss that. Of course. Yeah, as fans and having never set into a wrestling ring. And as, as guys that could really book it a lot better. Yeah, I think we know pretty much what we're doing. And if not just booking uh, shows, at least writing dialogue and giving people gimmicks and characters. Yeah. Gizmos and gadgets, if you will. <laughs> In the acting world, that's what we call it. Gizmos and gadgets. That's right. We call them the, the tools of the trade. Gizmos and gadgets. I. It's a weird balance because you hear the old timers talk about it and you hear them say how he's ruined it. He took away the territories. He took away that. That's the big negative is there are a lot of guys that can't really get good at their craft um, in the way that you used to of old or be fresh somewhere else. Because now the perception is if you were once a WWE guy, wherever you go um, afterwards, like if you're fired, if you let go, if you leave on your own, you know, free will, you're looked at as a just a piece of shit like pariah sort of you took the big paycheck. No, it's no, it's it's like oh, you're just a former WWE guy. If you go to TNA, you're just a WWE guy. You have the stigma to you where if you're not there, you didn't make it in the big leagues. Is that it? No, it's it's like um, it's a little bit of you didn't make it in the big leagues, but 
TNA, whenever they get a new guy, chances are it's a it's a former WWE guy. Why? Because that's where you go. Like that's, that's the, the brass big ring. Place. That's where you like you don't. There's plenty of places you can go and you can have a good time and you can enjoy wrestling. Like Gail Kim went back and forth from TNA and WWE. Yeah, she's at TNA because she has a better time there. Like that was sort of what was sort of apparent this last time she left WWE. Was it seemed like in TNA she was like I get to wrestle. And I get to have good matches, and I don't have to be eliminated in a battle royal. So I'm just going to do it myself. Like, there's sort of a lot of this is me in sort of uh, uh, supposing and just sort of kind of assuming. But based on what she said, it was I get a chance to be and do what I want. But so many, it seems like so many young people are like the upper echelon is WWE, right? Yeah, the, it is the that is the place. That's where all the big money is. That's where you're the most featured. That's where you're seen all over the world, and then it just goes down in a tier system from there but like the the perception of if you're not there or if you once were there and then you're somewhere else like you're you're shitty or you're no good that's it's so unfair to hear that or it's or it's oh they're just getting former wwe guys or if you see it that guy headlining a show somewhere else it's oh they were a former wwe guy and that's got a bad stigma to it. it's like yeah it's it's their line of work like you got to go wherever you can go in the world of wrestling. And there's not a lot of uh, star places to go. So I think that's a shame that in the days of territories, you could be a big name, tons of places and tons of places were big names mm-hmm. because it was a territory. It's like you go to Florida, you go to New York, you go to different this, you go kingdoms. To that. Yeah. Different kingdoms. But also with all the exposure there is nowadays, that would be hard to maintain like amongst Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Like, you'd see all, everything. So that's the shitty thing that he bought everybody up, and then, like, it's all gone. It's been dismantled. It's and been, it sort of had a little bit of a resurgence with sort of local promotions. But local promotions aren't territories. Yeah. Yeah. And But it's great, though, because, honestly, the majority of us wouldn't watch wrestling to this day. We if it was, if we didn't have that exposure, if it wasn't a if mainstream it, way to watch if it. If Vince McMahon didn't do what he did, like, it, it wouldn't be as big as it is now at all. It would just be another thing, or by the time it did get exposed, like, to everybody knowing exactly what it was, who knows, maybe it would have gone by the wayside. Don't you think uh, there still would have been a WCW Monday Nitro, like a Ted Turner sort of getting his hat into the ring? Or is it did it take a millionaire to bring another millionaire it in? Took a, it took Batman to make the Joker. The Joker being Ted Turner? Yeah. Okay. Like, it took, and and uh, Dixie Carter is... Um, Don't say the penguin. No, I was going to say Two-Face. <laughs> uh, what's the, the Poison no. Ivy. Okay, Poison Ivy. Okay. So it takes the one gigantic, uh, crazy thing to spawn these other crazy to things. To say, hey, look world. what we can do. We can sort of, we can hire people. We can have contracts. We can do, it's we like, can hey, tour. You, there's money to be made here. You can That's ha- what it is. There's always, there's money to be made here. You That's can have the little show where you're also a, a criminal. You're also a thug trying to get some money, but it's like, why not go for the pageantry and everything else? And then they, the Penguins got uniforms. <laughs> yeah. You've got, you got Joker, Ted Turner, and then you've got Eric Bischoff. Uh, he's the Penguin. Yeah, I was about to say, like, the other thing is if you had Eric Bischoff, and who's the other guy? There's Bischoff. Who's the other writer that everybody thinks is ridiculous? Vince Russo. Yeah, you have uh, Bischoff and Russo. They would have been uh, ended up. The Riddler. Yeah, they (laughs) The Riddler. (laughs) They would have ended up also in, uh, they would have still been doing stuff, but I feel like if there wasn't competition, would it have just been even crazier or would it have been less? I mean, 
It's sort of it feels like we're talking crazy sort of alternate crazy universe spawns kind of. crazy. Yeah. So I think I think it's for the best that Vince McMahon did what he did. Um because it wouldn't it just wouldn't be that huge. It wouldn't be celebrated. And the the potential things where these guys do get much better pay now. There the, there is stuff in the future like uh there's all this wellness, there's all this rehab and all this stuff like yeah, there's been times when it's been bad, but ultimately I think it's for the good. Yeah, I think it, they, but a lot of that must have come from trial and error. Like you, they sort of had to have enough failures to sort of realize they did need to take care of people more. Yes. And like I think in the territories, you could have a broken wrist or an arm or something and be like, "Hey, here's your two hundred bucks for the night. See you later." No, not you, even. No, it's you have a broken wrist or broken arm. Doesn't matter. You have to keep going because if you don't work, you don't get paid. No, I meant at the end of the night. Like there's no oh, sort yeah. of like you're now on the road to your next gig. Yes. I agree. But, you know, this is silly that we're even we're even talking about. Why don't we talk yeah, to the man so, himself? Yeah, let's give him a call. I feel like I'd rather talk to somebody who knows about it than us just sort of supposing. He's as learned as we both are. Let's give Vince McMahon a call. All right. I'm dialing. Uh, Mr. McMahon? Mr. McMahon, it's, Damn it. it's, Damn phone a, it's curtain jerks. I must have accidentally, I was trying to tweet, and I uh, must have answered the phone without knowing it. Did we get you at a bad crap time? Uh, no, 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 uh, everything's fine, just here in the uh, boardroom, and uh, 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 what great merchandise this will be, this, uh, uh, yep, we should sell this, that's a good, uh, Oh, I wanted to, I, well, we called with a specific question, Mr. McMahon, but we got to see the boardroom for the first time on Raw the other night. It was what do you mean that was the first time? I'd never seen that boardroom before. Well, it's been in all kinds of segments. Really? Yeah, it's shown up all the time. I do you even watch my damn show? I do, but it had red walls, and I feel like it went Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, but the USA... He pro- took over for a little while. He was in the boardroom drinking beers. Putting manure in there. I always supposed those were studios. Seamus, uh, David Otunga. Okay. They were in the border. Do you even watch the show? Uh, on occasion. What do you do? Do you just wait for 40 minutes before the show and then decide to watch it and do your little podcast? Well, three hours is a lot of time to try to condense into 45 minutes. Three hours? That's just one show, pal. I got main event, superstars, NXT, SmackDown, YouTube, apps. Uh, there are DVDs, Blu-rays. Well, you should you should never stop watching. Well, it seems what like. What do you do in your free time? Well, uh, well, it's kind of personal. Oh well, yeah. Well, this is personal, pal. Why is it personal? One fan at a time. This is part we're rapping you and me. I'm sitting down with you, giving you my time. How can I get more of your time? Well, I just want. How can I get more of your time? I thank you for your time. I appreciate I, it. Hey. I think you. Hey. Hey. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you for your Thank time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. So, what do you do in your free time? I, I and treat it like a survey. Uh, I write. I work out. Um, you work out. I go on. Auditions. What do you do when you work out? Uh, I box. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not really asking what you do when you work out because you clearly can't work out as well as I can. I'm the pinnacle of fitness. Uh, yeah. Are you working out right now? Uh. Well, well, just. Uh, uh, that's approved. Well, saw that. No. Okay. Uh, uh, well, that doesn't matter. Uh, what I'm wondering is, what do you do? You listen to music? Do you do you do you watch a video when you when you work out? Uh, no. 
You don't. What do you mean? What it gives you inspiration? Oh, not while I'm working for to work out. Yeah. Fear, pain. Fear. Yeah. Fear. Uh oh. Oh, I got an idea. Do you? Best of Boogeyman Blu-ray. You can watch that while you're working out. I'll get you scared. Yeah, it sounds... He's a boogeyman, and he is coming to get you. That sounds terrifying. Well, see, there you go. Well, I... What else do you... You said you're right? I do write. Okay, what do you do when you're right? What I... you, what's going on around you? I usually sit at a computer and have my back to a window. Oh, yeah, but do you ever have a tasty snack? Um... Do you ever, do you ever uh, have a, a beverage with you? Yeah, some orange juice or some water usually. Oh, some orange juice and some water. Well, you'd need a container to put that in. Yeah. Grab some 7-Eleven SummerSlam cups. Oh, my goodness. I had a collection of those. I had Edge. I had Randy Orton. I had Stone Cold. Yeah, see? All the all the greatest and top superstars of all time. See, listen, see? There, okay. What else do you do? What else do you do, huh? Um, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watch uh, films. I watch uh, movies. Oh, 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 you watch films, do you? I got a couple of films I could suggest for you. The Marine, The Marine 2, The Marine 3. I, that seems like a, a large commitment for those to watch all those. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the series you get into because you're invested in, in each and every Marine. You don't want to watch one Marine all the time. So you watch one Marine and then you go, okay, I had enough of that. Marine. What's the next piece of the story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know, Mr. McMahon, this is uh, this is incredible. You're answering the question that we called you to ask about, which is uh-huh. how did you change wrestling? And I think it's apparent you've given us all of these different ways to enjoy wrestling. How did wrestling. I change wrestling? Easy. I removed wrestling and gave you everything else. I gave you songs. I gave you ice cream bars for a period of time. I merchandise. I gave you merchandise. I gave you movies. I have changed wrestling by getting rid of wrestling. In a sense, uh, Paul Heyman, he focused on oh. wrestler's strength. Oh, hold on. I'm just uh, uh, Paul Heymaning right now. Oh, you're... Hey, Paul Heyman. Ah, Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman. So the very... Breach. It's a breach, Paul Heyman. Oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, Scott, maybe we could turn on video for a second and see if we can maybe get some eye-to-eye contact. I'll just flip on the video screen. Sure. Oh, Mr. McMahon! Jesus, is that what you look like? Why are you Why are you not wearing a shirt? You're obviously in the bathroom on the toilet. You have twos shaved into your sideburns. What? You have twos shaved into your sideburns. I was seeing myself all along. The hell is going on? Get the hell off of my screen. All right, I'll turn that off. I'll turn that off. But what you did was you took away the most the most embarrassing aspect of wrestling and just put, focused on the strengths, the merchandising, the money making. So the most embarrassing part of wrestling is the wrestling, even though it's the coolest. It's but that's silly. Yeah, it's that's silly. Stupid, goofy ass shit. That's the hardest thing for a mainstream public to understand. And you that's... took all focus away from that, and you put it on everything else. I put it on everything else. Snooky, Bob Euchre, Jesus Christ, Drew Carey, Donald Trump. I I'm having a complete Jonathan breakthrough. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Was he on wrestling? Yeah, you're damn right he was. Did he get body slammed? Uh, oh, in the back. Oh, well, right. Very timely, Mr. Rick. No, I don't mean he, had, he got sexually assaulted. I mean that somebody picked him up and slammed him because they didn't like home improvement. Really? Who slammed Steven him? Steven Regal, a real man's man. Oh, all right. He's good. I and like he him. he grunted the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. McMahon, are you all right? ECW. ECW. Ah. Oh, 
Is that have I answered your question? I think you have, Mr. McMahon. You know what? Wait a minute. I'm Batman Man. What? I'm Batman Man. <laughs> or Batman? I'm Batman Man. Uh well, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. McMahon. You've blown my mind. You've given I have me a, a present for you. What is it? Here it comes. Here you go. I don't. I can't see without the screen on. Could you take a picture I'll of it? I'll mail it to you. Tweet it to us. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll get it. Okay. Here you go. I'll send Orton to give it to you. All right. Thank you. God, Scott, that was amazing. Uh, Vince McMahon complete. I never, I never really thought about it. I was that microwaving way. lasagna. What happened? Oh, can I have some? No. The, I hey, I walked away from the show. It's my lasagna. <laughs> Fair enough. Fine. You can have the top cheese layer. That's my favorite. Uh. Vince McMahon took away all focus from wrestling, and that's what he did. That's how he changed wrestling. He made it not about wrestling anymore. Oh, what a pig fucker! He ruined wrestling. <laughs> he fucking ruined no, wrestling. Oh man. Well, he showed us, I guess. Um. So there you go. There's another episode of Curtain Jerks for you in the in the can bag. Yeah. In the. Jeez, I shouldn't say the toilet. No, that'd be terrible. Why would you say that? I don't know. It's just on my brain, I guess. <laughs> um. So next week we'll be back with more. You know what I say next week? We finally get Jack Swagger to play one of those tapes of him interviewing people for a new position here at the Comedy Podcast Network. I like that. We're we're gearing up with new staff. I see new fresh faces all the time. I want to know what their stories are, and I think if Jack Swagger's got it, then you should share that with us. Okay, sounds good. And uh, you will put it out there again. We need new logos. We need new artwork. If you happen to do any of that stuff or know somebody that does, you know, send them our way or send us stuff. So curtainjerks at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Or send us a picture of a ninja star in a block of wood. Not or, and or. Just send us a picture of a ninja star stuck in something. But also do the logos and stuff. <laughs> I really want to see a ninja star stuck in something. Okay. Ninja star. <laughs> well, I'm sure we could also go to a swap meet and you could buy one for $3. Where am I going to get a block of wood? Uh, That's true. It's Los Angeles. There are no trees here. That's true. Um, so Home Depot, maybe Beth Neidhart is working. Yeah, maybe she is. So, uh, what what are you doing? I, I thought you were waving. <laughs> I should have said up top. You wanna? Yeah. I thought we were wrapping up, so I was gonna wave goodbye to the. Where's the studio audience? Uh, it's Steve. The show's animated, so there can't be a <laughs> studio audience. That's silly. <laughs> so for curtain jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. What a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. I, absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with stupid. us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedy podcast network.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge fantastic. makes us a global phenomenon have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.